Welcome to the journey of an esthete, a comprehensive examination of all things aesthetic, the arts, the humanities, and what it means to be human. Welcome to Journey of an Esthete podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. And the, one of the reasons I have you is we did a, a special, um, uh, I guess, a, a giveaway to our listeners and our audiences, right? And yes. people like yourself would, would call in or send examples of your work. And yes. you were one of the people to respond. And yes. because of that, you're on our show. Now, this is very exciting I yes. believe I believe you are the very first guest we've had that does exactly what you do in your field. So you you are a, a tarot reader. Yes. And you were also a fine artist and do paint and, and all sorts of things. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite so, a checkered past I've had. A checkered creative past, I think, Mitch. Okay. We could talk about that. <laughs> we could talk about that if you want to. But but I just I thought, you know, I didn't quite know how to proceed because I don't, I know I want part of the episode to be you talking, you know, about linear chronology, about how you came to have these gifts, how you came to practice yeah. tarot. But also yeah. I wanted as an experiment with your um, permission to do a reading, if you don't mind. Yes, but I mean, that would be with your permission, Mitch, you know, because I I can read, but obviously, you know, I would never, uh, I feel one of the things I feel very strongly about within tarot and within any of this work Mm -hmm. is the ethics with it. You know, a lot of people see it and they they get um, very excited, you know, and I've, yeah. I've seen people out at parties and they go up to somebody and go, oh, I know this about you and things like that. And to me, that is, I mean, that's, you know, it's an invasion of that person's privacy and energy. Okay. So, um, like I say, it would be your permission and I would be right. happy to do that. Sure. I mean, again, I guess I guess you're saying there's a risk involved and, I, you know, I sort of, um, well, there's always, I guess there's always a risk when two people communicate. Yes. Right? And there's a vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. But having said that, you know, Tanya, I'm saying that, you know, we have to share the world with other people. Exactly. So we have to live this in this world together and create a world together with cooperation. Yeah. And so and it's very important to me. And so, you know, one of the things my show is about is about that cooperation. Yes. Through the, yeah, well, through the, through the, I, the, uh, the essence, uh, you know, and I, I'm sorry, go ahead, you were going to say something. I, I agree, and what I feel is one of the important things about sharing, like you say, is just having that, that respect, you know, that respect for the cards, that respect yeah. for odds, that respect for, you know, whatever it is. And I feel sometimes in this day and age, uh, how things are currently, mm-hmm. um, respect goes, you know, people uh-huh. don't think of that as a first thing. And I'm I'm very old school, although I read yeah. tarot in a very modern way, I am very old school. So when I teach it, um, I usually teach teachers. And, um, you know, they've, they've learned tarot, they know it, um, or they think they know it. And then, you know, I can come down quite, I mean, obviously compassionately, but quite hard because it's, you know what, this needs to be respected. This is oh, not sure, sure. a toy. It's not sure, something, yeah. you know, to be played with. It's, it, you know, you, 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 you respect your art and you respect right. the craft as well with it. I mean, respect, of course, is... Um, um, that's a given, but, but, but uh, you know, again, I don't want to get too, um, this, you brought up so many, in just that, that sentence, Sorry. <laughs> you, brought up, you brought up so many things that we could talk about. So, but yeah. I, because you said that you read in a modern way, but you said there's been changes. Do you mind discussing um, how you came to practice this or the knowledge or, or, or you know, you had, yeah. you had to learn um, how to do I mean, this. I mean, anything you want to talk about is fine, you know, Chuck. Yes, I mean, kind of a little bit of the story from from being very young. um, I was sensitive, uh, but I didn't realize I was. You know, I used to see I used to see movies all of the time. Like in my head was a constant movie. So if my mother said to me, where did you leave your shoes? Rather than thinking where they were. I would just play the movie and the movie would show me where the shoes were. So this went on within my life until I was actually about 32 um, before I had a conversation with somebody. And I was going, you know, when you you within the movie and they were going, no, Tanya, I don't know what you mean. And that was the first time that I actually realized, wow, not everybody 
season this way. Mm. Um, but like I say, there was a lot of things, uh, you know, I, I seen spirits and things like that. But my family were very open to it. They all were kind of sensitive, but they all hid it. They didn't speak about it. And right. the first time I ever seen somebody... I was five year old. I went to my mother. I was really upset. Right. She knew I was telling the truth because she had seen the same person. And what she said to me was, it is the living that will hurt you, Tanya, not the dead. Never be scared of it. So that was kind of my initiation. And then what was strange was there was an old program um, in the 70s in the UK called Tales of the Unexpected. Oh, I uh, you remember that, Mitch? Oh, yeah. yeah? And on the opening credits, there was actually a tarot card. And I remember being terrified of it, but almost like, you know, when you have that cushion up at your face, but you feel compelled to look. Um, so that's my first ever introduction to tarot. And then when I got to about 13 year old, this was when I was like, I wanted to be different. I wanted to rebel. And rather than, you know, uh, going into the punk stage or whatever, I kind of, it was witches, it was ghosts, it was tarot. Um, so that was when I got my first tarot deck round about the age of 13, 14. And I think at the time I just got it to, because it looked cool and it was mysterious and it was different to, um, you know, what other people were doing. They, they were having Barbie dolls and things. And, you know, it was like, I want to be a bit different. So I started to read tarot then. Uh, life happened and then it, it fell away from my life. And then it was during no. almost a transformation, I feel, that tarot kind of called me back. And from then it's been a beautiful journey. And I feel about 15, 15 years ago, um, was when it really hit where I was like, it isn't about what tarot can teach me to can tell me. It's about what tarot can teach me. Right. So I feel I've been looking at the cards, which many people do, as a prediction tool, you know. Yeah. Um, and when I realized that they're actually a prescription and that there is a lot of wisdom within the cards rather than telling me what's going to happen next. They're telling me why I'm in the situation of where I want to know what's happened next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Well, you know, philosophically, I'm of an of a interesting, I should tell you my bias, I guess, because we're speaking. Yeah. I, I'm not a determinist. And right. Also, I actually don't believe in inevitability. Right. So okay. I think that anything could change on a dime. Yes. Having said that, there are most likely things. And so I think when people make predictions or look in the future, they're sort yeah. of doing what's most likely rather than inevitable. So yes. I'm kind of, I, I follow a middle path. I, I don't know how, if you think right. that's accurate. I mean, I, you know, within a lot of um, the tarot readings I've done, I've done thousands over the years. Um, and I mean, actually, my, my friend who I'm out with today, his, his father has Alzheimer's and I was living in Brazil. He was in England and he phoned me one day, very distressed. His father had gone missing and all of that. And I just got the cards out and straight away the cards, I said, you need to go back to the house that he was born in. And he said, that's about 40, 40 miles away. And I said, that's where he is. And then he told the police, the police went there and there was his father trying to get in through the gate. Now that was from the tarot and that was, we were in completely different continents. So, you know, when we talk about predictions, it's, they do come up, but I just feel that they're like the cherry on an already ice cake. You know, that's a, an added bonus that comes in with, huh. with tarot. Interesting. So for you, that's, well, when people say a cherry, that, that implies ornamentation. And um, well, I something. think you know if, if you've got this perfectly iced cake, which is fabulous anyway, and then you just right. plonk this beautiful red cherry on the top, it's just like oh, there's an extra. But, but but I'm not gonna. So so me being the person, I'm not gonna receive that the same way you might put it out there. Because for right for me, <laughs> I I see, and again, I'm not a food person, so I have that body. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Food is not the most important thing to me. But, um, um. You know, the cake is what's important. So what you're really saying is that there's this little cherry and there's a sort of a lesser importance to the cherry. That's why I said it's an ornamentation. Yes, and that, yes. From my I mean, point of view, that's hard to wrap my brain around. Right, partly, okay. Well, partly because I'm autistic and partly right. part of my autism is needing to have some certainty and not liking uncertainty about the future. 
Right. So in other words, it, you know, for me, it's very, very important what is or is not going to happen. I don't know right. about it, but I think my need for security about that is stronger than the average yes. person. So for right. me, prediction would be the cake. Right. That, that would be the cake for you. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. For, for, Very interesting. Maybe that's why I like to read history. I'm a history buff and why I like to read philosophy. I don't know. But yeah. that's not, I don't dwell there. In other words, of course, I know I can't know the future. So oftentimes I just don't think about it for my own security. Yes. Uh, so that's that's kind of... Is that, and do you feel as well, like if, if you did know the future, that that could actually change um, what you were doing in the present? I do. Like if I, so I, I would have, so a lot of my problems in my life now. Yeah. And there are many actually. Right. Are, <laughs> we'll see them in a bit. <laughs> you know, they're a result of me not really knowing well what was coming down the pike and not really being that future oriented. I tend, right. If I have a bias, I tend to be too much in the present, live in the moment, which I know a lot of people would be envious of that. They're trying to learn how to live in the moment. I have the opposite yeah. problem. I'm, I'm, my thing is not to plan. My thing is to live in the moment. I'm good yes. at that, but I'm very... I'm poor at, say, planning in the future, thinking about the future. Because yeah. the five side theater says the future's not here yet, man. It's a famous, uh, famous that, that, record, yeah. I completely agree with you. I'm yeah. very much like that. I mean, my life at this moment in time is like literally, uh, you know, I don't know. People are going, where are you going, Tanya? Where are you going to live? And I'm like, I don't know. But I trust that there will be some sort of guidance. You know, I've lived right. my life for about the last six, seven years, very much like that. And it's involved going to different countries, just hopping on a plane or whatever. And, you know, I really feel that I've got exactly what I needed from each place. So very similar to take it back to the tarot, the fool, you know, the fool is what the tarot is about. He is the hero of the story or the villain, you know, depending on what stage he's at. Um, and he is, all he carries with him is a backpack. He has an open mind, an open heart. He's quite naive on his first journey. Yeah. Um, and he steps off a cliff without knowing what's ahead. But he's very childlike. There's this beautiful childlike innocence with him. Some could say it's naivety, but he knows that he will experience some sort of adventure. Oh. That's um, that's okay. where he is. So I feel I'm kind of, I've wrapped up a cycle and I feel like I'm back at the fool again at this moment. Interesting. Did you want to uh, do a reading now or later or talk more about your life or your experience? Um, whatever. I mean, I, I feel if we talk a little bit more about tarot, you know, people don't know it because obviously a lot of people have different ideas. Some people go, oh, I don't like that or, mm -hmm. you know, it's wrong or I don't believe in that things. Uh -huh. But to me, I don't feel tarot has anything to believe in. You know, it is tarot can, I think it gives us the 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 freedom to move and the freedom to be moved. You know, that's what I feel tarot is. Mm. And, um, you know, it's it's a story. And it's mm. a story that is personal sure. to somebody, but also universal. Like everybody you speak to, you can see that they've gone through stages. And they'll go, oh, yeah, that's me. Um, I mean, I've done talks where I've read The Fool's, Fool's Journey, which I wrote, um, I, well, I didn't really write the story. I wrote my version of it. Okay. And I've had like grown men crying afterwards going like, that just, that, that was my story you were telling. And it's like, yeah, because it's, it's everybody's story. So I feel that being open to tarot or open to just, you know, the possibility that there might be something in it that mm -hmm. can, you know, flick a switch or interest somebody, um, I think is the most important feel thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're the expert on it because you've been doing it and practicing it. I, I mean, I should say, um, full disclosure, that I'm, that I'm very open-minded. Yes. Tarot, tarot. Yeah. Also, you know, I'm I'm person I'm person that for pleasure reads um, religious literature, wisdom literature, secular literature, scientific literature. I'm right. vicious in my in my appetite for knowledge and curiosity, and I, I, yeah. I I've um you know like astrology. Tarot is something that's always been a part of my life. It's yes. something that I I sort of was never really that skeptical about. In other words, I take it to have some wisdom. I take it to have truth in it. 
Yes. Uh, and so I just accept it. So I haven't, you know, I don't know if that's, maybe that's a, a good thing for this. For this uh, no, I, I so. feel that's great. And I feel, you know, I, it's within life. I think we can be certain about nothing, you know. So yeah. when I I do a reading for somebody or whatever, it's, as you say, you know, it's not this is definite. It's like this is a possibility right. or this is a probability, you know, this is it. It opens you up to possibilities. Right. And I feel with the time, one of the beautiful things um, that I, I love about it is how I believe it to be a mirror and a muse. You know, it can show us a different, we can look in it and we see things from a different viewpoint, right. you know, like we do with a mirror. And it can give us a tiny little bit of inspiration that can inspire us to maybe take a different path or to do something okay. differently because it can just, it's its almost like the devil's advocate of, without, sorry for um, saying the devil there because I don't feel in any way it's connected with that. But, well, you know, when it's like, yeah, but this, what if you fall? And it's like, but what if you fly? And that's the way I see tarot. Tarot will show back to you what you're maybe not focusing on. It's interesting. Well, the devil's advocate metaphor, which you which you qu quickly, uh, um, well, that that came from from an era, right, in which um, people had what Isaiah Berlin calls the classical perennial belief, right, which is um, that there's just an order to the world, and right. You just have to be obedient to it, which is what everybody believed for thousands of years, for millennia. Yes. Until it was challenged by Romanticism and, and free will and in the modern period. But, you know, from that pre-modern period, you know, devil's advocate meant somebody taking, I guess, the incorrect view or the view that, you know, we, you know, but right, so that's, it's, 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 a, it's a little, um, I think it's a little, it's a little, it's not so, um, it's a little gentler than people might, might, yes. might think. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It, it also it reminds me that it comes from this era and right. people believed in objectivity. It's like something was or wasn't. Yes, you know, and I know um, we're not. The world's not just objective. People it, change, and they and they and they change their mind, and they and we have feelings and subjectivity and all that. Right. So. Yeah, you know what's interesting when you're saying that is when I teach tarot, I always say that the devil. Everybody doesn't like to see that card, but to me, that is one of the most truthful cards in the deck. I mean, it speaks yeah. of addiction. It speaks of carnal desires it speaks oh, of this okay. primal force within us yeah. um, and a force that we feel we are powerless over mm -hmm. yet when the fool meets the devil the mm -hmm. fool doesn't like how he feels and he's shouting at the devil saying you have these people chained up and they're engaging in sex and drink and drugs and yeah. whatever and the devil says they can leave at any time they choose to be here and he said but some people yeah. They can climb the highest summits. They use that primal force mm -hmm. in a way that is kind of healthier for them. So, you know, the devil just basically shows us a part within us right. that, you know, are we using this to our best advantage or are we allowing this to sabotage us? So that's why I, I love the, the devil card within that. Well, sure. I mean, of course, you, 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 again, I'm an outsider. I'm listening to you, but you're the, you're the expert. You're you're the person that does that practices tarot, yeah. And so I, I mean, I think it would be really beautiful to do a reading now and see what comes up. Yes, of and, course. I mean, I just want to say you mentioned the word expert a couple of times, and thank you. I'm, I'm really grateful for that, Mitch. But I feel that I am an eternal student, especially with the tarot. I mean, like I say, I've been reading now for. 30 plus years okay. and every single day when I pick up the tarot it teaches me something new so you know it, it's like I say I, I am always a student of tarot I know a lot about it but um an expert I I, I don't know but thank you for <laughs> for that anyway also I want to remind myself during this episode to ask you about Buddha yes uh, because uh, you but, say love Buddha but I, and I'm a lifelong student yeah. of Buddhism and well, it's school it's, Buddhism, and I read read text. So maybe it's later, but if you don't mind, I'm no, no, that's that's fine. I mean, I'll just uh, briefly there if that's okay. So, 
when um, I mean, I never used to do this for work. You know, this was always a hobby. And now I, I feel very blessed that this is, yeah. you know, uh, my work. And I mean, I've wrote a, a course, a program, you know, which is based on the tarot, which I've been working with clients and they're getting life changing results with it. So, yeah. you know, I'm taking it on a different level. Mm -hmm. But when I was told or I got the nod from them upstairs or whoever you want to call them, yeah. that this would become my work, Interesting. I was like, well, I, you know, what what do I call the business? What do I call it? I didn't have any answers. And I said, look, if there's anything there, please let me know. Um, and I went to bed that night. And that night, when I was asleep, they showed me my name and they showed me Love Buddha next to it. And I was oh. like, really? Love Buddha? And they said, you come from a place of love, but right. you teach wisdom. And that was it. That was, and then the name was, the name was born. So yeah. I didn't actually choose that. It was almost chosen for me. Sure. So you're, yeah. saying, you're saying it came to you as a, I guess, a spiritual experience. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know how this stuff happens. And sure, a lot of sure. people like to say, you know, oh, I channel or I this or I that. And I'm very grounded. I mean, I'm a girl from the northeast of England. And, and you know, if I went too far up in the woo-woo, you know, I would be pulled straight back down again. But um, I... So is that why you love Ken Loach movies so much? What's your favorite... What's your favorite Ken Loach movie? Uh, riff, um, riff, riff. I, I feel, I mean, on, on different re for different reasons, I feel that I, Daniel Blake, but basically because it was set in, in my hometown. Oh, and basically because it, it highlights the plight of how this town is at the moment, you know. And like I say, I've lived away from the UK for many years. Yeah. And coming back to it and seeing it like this, it's yeah. just... You know, you're seeing like 19 year old children, you know, that look like they're 60 and 70, you know, and it's, it's, you know, that's sad. And I feel Ken Loach as an artist has a beautiful way of showing compassion within the pain as well. Yeah. You know, so, so that's why I, I like that. But going back to the channel and or whatever, it's, I, I prefer to say I get told things. Somebody drops okay. something in there. So something comes through me rather than from me, I feel. Okay. So it's, um, it's really, it must be, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of in awe a little bit, I must say, <laughs> because I'm not somebody who uh, has this capacity. I don't, I don't pick up things from people quite like that. And I'm not right. And it is a gift, and and I often wonder um, what it would be like to have that. I'm sure you have to live your life uh, in a specific way or different way because of these. Yes. Things. Yeah, um, and it can. It, it's. I mean, I've heard people say that it's a blessing and a curse, and I could completely agree with that 100. percent You know, and uh, sometimes you feel from people things that you know you don't you don't want to and you think oh what are oh, they you you see something happening or something like that and you know do do you tell them do you not it it, it puts you a lot of times in a very um bad situation i mean i've seen it you know with with an ex-partner oh. where everything's going great we're perfect looking at getting a house and then suddenly i just i just see this it's almost like a trailer for a movie and I can't stop it. And you see it and it's like, oh, wow. And then guaranteed it will it will happen. You know, even if I say I said at this time and I said, look, we need to be very careful. And they said, have you seen something? I said, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and within three, four days, it had played out exactly how how I said it to be. Um, so things like that are quite hard. So a lot of times when I go into public spaces or things like that, I try to shut it off. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ask a lot of questions about people um, uh, because it, it also, you know, I love people. I'm a people person and yeah. I love getting to know them. And sure? sometimes when you get like, you know, you, you, everything gets like given to you beforehand. It takes the fun out of that. So yeah. I try to live very much with my feet on the ground as well as my head in the clouds, I would say, Mitch. Okay. <laughs> so do you want to start now and do it? Or you... Yes, with your reading. Yeah, that's great. So if you could just uh, make sure that your um, your feet are on the floor, your legs and arms are across. 
Yeah. If that's okay, yeah? Sure, yeah. And I have two decks in front of me, deck one and deck two. Which one would you prefer me to use? Oh, you're asking me. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of making, of making decisions. I'm a Libra. Right. Libra with a Vir Venus and Virgo and Moon. Yeah. Okay, so second one, second day. The second one. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable. No, I'm not. So it's all right. You can just take three deep breaths for me, please. I'm going to shuffle. And when it feels right for you, please just tell me to stop. Okay. How about right now? Okay, that's absolutely perfect. Thank you so, so much. So, right, okay, there's um, really interesting. There was two cards <laughs> fell out uh, oh. as I was shuffling. And then the first card that I have actually um, that came out within your reading is the devil, as we were talking about. So oh. he, wanted to make, he wanted to make an appearance. Well. So what I'm doing, I'm just going a little bit quiet here. This is just because I'm putting the cards out and, yeah. you know, I'm seeing what is, is coming in here. Mm. Um, so, right, okay. When we're, we're looking, there's, there's a real strong mother energy coming in uh, at this moment. And like I say, I don't want to go into mediumship with this, but there's a real, I feel there's something. And when I'm getting this, I, I'm, and I do have permission to go exactly where this is going, Mitch, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So this is talking, and I feel that there is a mother figure or a, a mother energy that is there. Yeah. Now, when I'm seeing this, I'm seeing a lot of almost mental confusion within this, you know, or pain. Oh, sure. There's a lot of um, kind of a prisoner of the thoughts, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and I, I feel there's just a... There's just a really, um, I, when I'm looking at this, mm. I'm wanting to break free. I'm wanting to yeah. break free because it feels very oppressive, this energy. Now, I'm not saying that this person was oppressive, well, but I'm saying the yeah. energy around that person was. Um, and I, I, I feel, right. does, does that make sense to you? Yeah, because of where, it's, it's because of where I'm living now and my, my living situation. Um, right. And I, li I live, I live uh, near my mom and it's very difficult because we don't get along so well and she's at the end of her you know she's in her 80s and right okay that. picking up all those things yes and yeah well that was prison, the first prison is a bit strong although sometimes i do feel like i'm in a prisoner living here in this yes that's what it's feeling it's almost like your hands are tied you know that's, are, that's yes. the feeling um but when i'm looking further on so that that is what they're saying is the most pressing thing at this moment you know which could be linking to other problems as well. Uh, now, I, I feel that there's also, there's, I, I don't know if this is some sort of creative venture or something that has actually been started mm -hmm. beforehand. Um, and it's almost like I feel there's a little bit, a little bit more about sparking this fire within you. Now, I know you you said that you're a Libran. Yes. Um, and like I say, Librans like balance. They like facts. They like, they like to know. But what this is saying is that, you know, bring a little bit more creative energy in if you can. Um, oh. Try and have a little bit more fun with this or a little bit more. It, it's very connected to the sacral chakra, which, you know, oh. often connected to sexuality, connected to yeah. uh, play, connected to creativity. Yeah. And I almost feel within this, it's, it's like, it's like in a way, I, I want to just, you know, when you get somebody and you give them a little shake and you just go, oh, you know, when you do it in like yoga or in um, when children are playing and it's right, okay, shake all of that anxiety out. Uh, because I feel that whatever this creative venture is, and I don't, I do feel there's something in the future, but this is talking about one in the past that could be quite financially lucrative or one in the present, actually. Um, and what it's saying with this, it could be connected to a female as well, but it's saying by having this loosen up or by being around somebody who has this flair that can actually in some way translate your thoughts into this more... 
I don't want to say flary. I, that, I mean, that's not a word I would use, but into this more creative flow rather than a, a structure, if, if that makes sense to you. Um, yeah, it, it puzzles me a little bit because I'm, I'm right. I'm, well, because I'm extremely creative. I, so actually, it's not really possible for me to be more creative. Right. Okay. Now. So I'm in one of the most creatively productive times in my life. Right. But it, right. Okay. But it, but so can I can I just look a little bit further into oh, that to make sure what the message? No, just to see what the message. Because if it's confusing there, then obviously I don't want to tell you something that isn't that isn't right. You know. So I, if I look, right, I'm just trying to understand. Yes, trying to understand it. I, I, I yeah. get that. I get that. Two seconds, Mitch. I'm just going to go a little bit further in and see what this is actually about. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, you got the magician. This, this is great. You got the magician. And it's... it's Right, okay. So... What this is saying here is, so you're saying that there is this creative project. You're being very creative at the moment. Yeah. But is there some kind of stall on it or is there some kind of, because what this is saying is that maybe the, I mean, I know you said you didn't plan a lot, but maybe the structure of it is what needs to be shaken up a little bit because I do feel it's very lucrative. I do feel there's a lot of um, power behind it as well. But it's almost like I feel the message that is coming through with you here is that, you know, almost go back to that creativity. You know, when we look at Picasso and Picasso wanted to go back and forget everything he'd learned so that he could paint like a child again. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the energy that I'm getting with this because yeah. I feel that there is something holding back, something mm -hmm. holding you back. And so I do feel that some sort of collaboration with this uh, or collaboration with somebody else who maybe creates in a different way, it mm -hmm. could be challenging for you, but I mm -hmm. feel it would be um, a very beneficial collaboration and something that could be built on massively. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't, that could be yeah. Everybody needs an anchor in life. You, me, just everybody. Anchor made this whole show possible. I'm immensely grateful to them. You too can use Anchor to make your own shows and create your own vision. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, I mean, I, sh I should be, I want to make it very clear, prison reign true, because these two years I have felt like I'm in prison, not just the isolation, but yeah. also, also, I my entire former lifestyle went away that I had for 30 years. Yes. And that I loved. So it isn't like that went away, it was good riddance. It was like that was when I was happy. And that is not yeah. like, so, so a lot, do you think some of this you're picking up could be the nature of my present sort of limbo or kind of? I mean, it, it, it yeah. could be. I mean, what I'm, so what I'm busy doing now is, this is what I do, first of all. This is a general reading where I right. I tell people what they they need to know rather than what they want to know. <laughs> Once this reading is done, then this is when we can open it up to questions. And this is what I love because, you know, the questions are where, where it's at because that's what everybody wants to know. But usually when they come out, there's always something there. And I feel when you're talking about that as well, you know, I've got this page of swords and I've got the five of coins and I've got the chariot. It's almost this wanting to go out, but not knowing where. There's this holding back. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of pentacles within your uh, reading. Now, pentacles, often a lot of people would just say that they're about finances and money. I don't see that like that at all. I see it very much as they're about security. Uh, you know, this this is long-term security. Yes. It's planting the, the seeds today that will be the fruits of your future. And I really feel that there is a decision to make around this. Um, again, you know, very creative it is. But it's about, and it's almost like I don't feel you can do this alone as well. I mean, you could do it alone, but I don't feel you have to. Because there is, it's almost like there is a lot of power coming to you at this moment in time. There is a lot of recognition. Um, I don't know, are you writing some sort of book or something like that? Are you? Sorry? 
not only am I writing a book, it's one of my um, biggest projects. I'm very serious. Right. Wow. Uh, so, okay. Oh, so, okay. So yeah. that is there, but it's almost like saying, you know, I feel there's this, you know, it, it needs a little bit something and I'm going to ask what this needs. It's like a secret ingredient that, you know, that needs to be added to this. And I'm going to ask what it is because it's all looking very favorable um, and I really feel it's uh, it, 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 it's good, but there's something missing this, and I'm just seeing what it is here. Um, yeah. What is this within within the book? Right, okay. So I don't like to ask a lot of questions when I do a reading, Mitch, because obviously, you know, I like to for me to know that I'm getting something that's going to help the other person rather than them just telling me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But could what is this book about? I mean, is this about your personal journey? Is this about your past? Because it feels it needs the little bit of your soul searching element in it. That is why I'm asking that question. Well, the book is about the 1970s. Right. Okay. The book is about movies of the 1970s. Ah, right. So it's got nothing. Um, it's it hasn't got like an autobiographical it's aspect. Not, it's or anything. not memoir autobiography. I right. contemplating introducing personal elements. Right. What that I well, do. that don't contemplate. Just do it because that's uh, what it is. It needs uh, your truth. People need to to connect with you within this, like what their movies meant to you, or something like that. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be the whole thing. But it yeah. just needs to have that element, even if it's just, you know, the, um, the, 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 the opener, the introduction, you know, where you speak about that, because that is what that's this missing ingredient, because what I'm seeing here and what I'm being told mm. um, is that you are actually a great teacher to other people. Now, I don't feel that you teach on a, on a level as you have students in front of you, mm. but you're the way you see the world or the world that you have experienced up until now, you know, is just by telling that story to somebody, mm-hmm. it could teach them a lot. It could bring changes, um, wow. especially around people that are feeling a little bit disheartened or a little bit disillusioned with the world at the moment. Wow. So I don't know if that is something as well to put in how this disillusionment how you maybe got through that or you know how you found that strength to go on or your what was your guiding light with this what what is your wisdom that you have learned throughout life and I feel that is what is very important for this book to kind of open your heart a little bit um rather than just opening your head does that make sense sort of I'm a head person not a heart person yeah, but this is what it's saying. It's trying to get in that heart a little bit. I understand, but but I'm always I'm always going to be a head person because of my astrology and my and my um my intellect. That that is that is just a part of my identity. Yeah, but so you can still be a head person, but take your heart with you. Right, but that's an interesting question. So if I were a heart person, do heart yeah. people often get advice that you know you need to explore the head? I'm, I'm sure it goes both ways, right? Um, I mean, you know, I get very much, my father always tells me I need to use my head, but that's right. never advice. Well, that's a, um, right. but, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel, you know, within my personal journey, I'm a very open hearted person. Yeah. Um, but through experience, I now have to take my head with me. So I kind of check in with my gut. I check in with my heart and then I filter it through my head, you know? So I, I think it's the Aborigines that say we have three brains oh, and that's okay. kind of how I, how I work. And I realize that if I get too much in my head, yeah. I, I don't lose my abilities, but I lose my, um, almost like this childlike wonder. I, mm. you know, when I step away from my heart, um, it's hard. It's hard for me to live like that. Um, <coughs> <laughs> excuse me sorry yeah. but as, I, as you're speaking there I'm pulling more cards and the yeah. card that we got was the ace of cups which is all about opening the heart it's the love card and it's yeah. saying that yeah. you know these changes are what will almost what will harmonize 
you know, this this work as well. It, it's because they're, they're talking about harmony here. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, it is the it is with your words. It is with your your written word. Yeah. But also it's writing. It, it is with your heart. Uh, so it, it's asking you, you know, are you going to take that path? Because that path could lead you to so much joy and so much power. It might be unknown at this moment in time, yeah, but it's going to spark something within you that yeah. is something that is very important to share. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, yeah. I mean, I am in the middle of this book, so... And I, right. And I did make that decision to get personal. Yes, you did, did, you, you did. And I made the decision to get more emotional in the writing. Yeah, so well, that's exactly... the decisions I actually made on yeah. my own before this reading. Well, and this is what... It is. Thank you for saying that, Mitch, because this is what I find so many times in readings, um, that when I will do the readings for people, they will say to me, well, I knew that, or I thought that. Yeah. So all it does is validate yeah. that what you were thinking or feeling was correct. So I feel that tarot can be a huge empowerment tool. Like I will, you know, I will have an idea in my head or in my heart and then I will just check in with the tarot to go, am I on the right path? Is that okay? Rather than saying the tarot, right, what do I do? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, am I, have I got this right? Am I picking this up and am I feeling this right as well? That's, that's, um, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 it's happening. I feel like, you know, when Dumbo had the um, the white feather and he felt like he could fly because he had the white feather and really he could fly anyway, but that was kind of his special tool. Sure. And I feel tarot is very similar to that in a lot of ways. You know, it, it really can validate um, things that maybe you might be feeling, but because of conditioning or because of the way you've been taught you were or whatever, you go, oh, well, that's not right. But, you know, yeah. you know yourself better than anybody. And I once uh, had a, a beautiful conversation with somebody who designed the tarot deck. Um, I've designed half of mine, but I, I, I haven't finished it yet. Um, and, uh, going to, sorry? Are you going to finish it? I feel the thing with that is it's yeah. um, it's it's an artistic project. It's something that I love to do oh, yeah. without it being work. So you know, it's 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 I like to do it in my own time. And what I've done, I started with a major uh, arcana, and I used photographs of friends of mine that embodied the traits of each person. Oh. Um, and so, like I say, they're not really out there anywhere. But the people yeah. that I've sent them to, they they absolutely love them, you know. And it makes it makes uh, fun for for me. It's it's something I really enjoyed. It was during lockdown. I was stuck in a house on a cliff in Greece, and uh, <laughs> rather than go insane, I thought I'd make tarot cards. So oh, yeah. that was my that was my um, thing. But uh, yeah, sorry, there was there was something that you'd said there. I've, oh. I, can't remember what it was that I was going to... You probably said too many things, so... Uh, no, no, you haven't. This has been wonderful. I could talk to you for hours. Uh, I really, I guess I really I loved about, it. I talked about changing my books to book approach. Yes, and about going into the more emotional. And also a little bit more personal. Yes, um, yes. With, with, but without sacrificing the academic aspect of the book, which is... Exactly. The there. Yeah, but exactly. I haven't, I, haven't found that, I haven't found that balance yet, so I don't know what yes. it is. Well, well, this is, I mean, your Libra, you know, this is about the about the balance as well, isn't yeah. it? And I feel um, the way to bring the balance here as well is if you, like I say, if it feels a bit uncomfortable or you, you're not sure in how to get into your heart, do it in a more grounded way, you know, like, like kind of have the academia there, but also have the earthiness. You know, when I said before that my feet are on the ground, but my head is in the clouds, yeah. you know, yeah. try and bring it that balance in because I feel that is where your truth is, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, just be patient with it. Really be patient with it because I really feel that, uh, and this is a lot of us, um, but it is showing the five of wands here. That's one of the cards. But um, what it's saying is a lot of times I feel that it's, you know, what will other people think or what have we been told to do or what have we been taught to do that still actually affects us um, in this present day. But what they're saying is, you know, it's, it's really this creativity, but also 
not having this this structure with your creativity, allowing it like yeah. if you think of a, a, a fire, you know, like letting that flame just go where it wants to go and sharing that with other people or sharing time with people mm. who are like that. It might be a bit uncomfortable at first, mm. but it is going to teach you kind of another way of, of being. Yeah. Wow. Yeah? That's beautiful. And it's, it's going to give you so much. I mean, I'm loving when I'm looking at your uh, reading here. I, I really am because, you know, as we're looking to the future in this, um, you have the Ten of Pentacles, which the Ten of Pentacles is one of the best cards you can get within, within finances, but also security. It's about the legacy you leave for the world. You know, this is what the Ten of Pentacles is. It's beautiful. It's opening that treasure chest and finding that this success or whatever you are searching for is actually always been within you you just needed this key to unlock it and then what is coming out is the fool so this is saying be playful allow this child like you know it's great and i mean you're talking about astrology the deck that we picked there the fool is actually juggling all of these astrological signs in this deck you know he's like he's like um like a court gesture, gesture in it, and he's, he's he's just on one leg. And this is fine because it's like you can have this balance. And then we have the star, and the star is about being vulnerable. It's about healing. It's about renewal. It's about replenishing. And then we have the mother come in as well. And this is such a nicer energy than what came in in the beginning of the reading. Um, and it's saying to have this solid foundation, you know, to to really build on this, power, this foundation of being cared for, being nurtured, being allowed to develop as you are you know being allowed to be silly and to be playful as well so there's a lot of contentment coming i I really love silliness and yes uh, it used to be a much bigger part of my life again it has been a long time since the lockdown is a lot is a lot of things Silliness, yeah, yeah. So it's funny you mentioned silliness. Yeah, silliness. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, it's, yeah, it, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's just being silly, just yeah. for, just for the, the, the yeah. just because you can. Okay. Yeah. So, do you have any questions? Because that's basically your general Mitch. Are there any questions that you have? Because that would be that would be nice to ask them. Well, I, I have so many questions. So, when you do a reading like you did. <laughs> Of me here, how do you control um, the effect of it on you so that you're, you know, because I'm sure if you do a lot of readings, you're coming in contact with some all sorts of things, right? Yes, yes. I mean, that's, I have to be very careful. Um, I don't do uh, a lot of readings now, you know, uh, compared to what I used to do. I like to make sure that the space that I'm in is clear. You know, that's one of the most important things. Although seeing that I have done, I have done readings on trains and everything like that. Um, And one of the things I do is to take my shoes off. So as I'm speaking to you here, I'm barefoot because I I always, that is a very grounding um, and what I do when I put the cards out, it's it's beautiful. It's almost like I see it like a spiral and you start to see the story unfold. So I put the first four cards out and then the rest just comes after it. And all I do really is I am just translating like a movie to you. I'm kind of, you know, imagine that you couldn't see the movie and I'm going, all right, somebody's stepping to the left here. You know, this person looks like that. And, you know, and that's what I'm doing. So it's the the movie and the story that comes up in my head Mm. that is also shown in the cards. The cards kind of come to life. It's like they're animated. So, yeah, that's how I do it. And so I guess you have to, you you said your readings have changed. So you're... Yeah, it, it's quite interesting because it was during the lockdown, um, oh. but just before it. Uh, and funny enough, I was in the States. I was in L.A. Um, in the February and then came back to Ibiza. I was living in Ibiza at the time. And um, the lockdown started straight away. And I was very lucky. I was on a beautiful place. I was in the countryside, the Campo. So, you know, we were we had a lot of uh, movement. But... Um, this, the restrictions in Spain were very bad. I mean, it was, we were really, there was police on the roads, armed police and like everything. 
we were allowed out once once a, a week and at that time I didn't want to I knew there were so many people in kind of uncertainty and in worry and in fear and I didn't in any way want to benefit from that mm. obviously I was affected you know it was the first time this had happened in my life oh, so I stopped doing readings then and I started to do daily videos oh, just to try and okay. keep people's Okay. Keep people's pecker up, so to speak, you know, in the, in the English say, trying to keep that camaraderie, you know, we yeah. can get through this. And I started to do that as well, you know, so I just, anything where I was charging during that time just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. Um, because, like I say, a lot of people were in uncertainty. And then, you know, me, myself, I mean, I ended up leaving Ibiza and then for the last two years, I kind of traveled around the world on a whim and you know I was on a journey of my own I feel so I started to write and this is where you know I have a little bit um, of, a, of a book which is uh, based it's actually based on the fool's journey as well okay. but on the lessons of the fool's journey and there's little anecdotes about my life in it as well and you know how it has played out in my life so so yeah I have that there as when, well when that, when that book comes out I'm going to get that book yeah um, <laughs> I'll send you one I'll send you one bitch. Well, I want to get it because I look forward to it yeah, I mean, I can send you the draft over at the moment. I, I, I can send you, it's um, a publisher contacted me a, a couple of months ago and she has, uh, I've got about five chapters in it so far. It hasn't been edited in any way. I've just wrote, I've let it flow. And I think once it's all there, I'll send it back. Picture up here so you can see me. All right. Yeah. See? No, I can't see you. Oh, well, the video's on, so. All right. I can't see you on it. I can see me. <laughs> oh, oh, well. But yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I just think about it. And it's so beautiful to talk to you as well, Mitch. And I just think, you know, like within the tarot, I mean, we mentioned when, when we spoke about Jung and that as well. And it's oh, like, yeah. you know, this is a, life is just such a rich tapestry of, of forces and interactions. And I feel... This is what the tarot teaches us. This is what things like this conversation do as well, you know, and I feel that the more we connect, the, I don't know, the nicer the world becomes. Maybe I'm just a little bit of an old hippie or something like that, but that's how I, I believe well, I, life I, is. I, I'm very sympathetic to that point of view, and I, and I, um, I was called once a hippie by somebody. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know why, because I, you know, there's very, you know, they were talking about the content of my mind, um, mm -hmm. not my presentation itself. So, yes. So I guess they were seeing into my into my nature. But um, yeah, I sort of I yeah I like the um, I I, um, I really enjoyed this episode, and I and I and I I think I did the right thing having a reading. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I'm thank you, thank you for allowing me. Even good things like this episode have to come to an end. So, is there anything? Yes, I know. Sadly, sadly, you know. But about um, power, about life, or the future. The yeah, I mean, I, I would say that you know, if anybody is a bit wary about tarot or they want to know a little bit, to me, you have um, within a tarot deck, you will have every person you've ever met, every experience you ever have, oh. and every situation you will be in. You know, your enemies are in there as well as your allies mm. um, your the things that you're proud of and the things that you try and hide um, and it's a merger of I don't know of of the self you know yeah. to, to get the true self you know we've got to realise that it you know it is we do have dark we do have light you know there is life there is death and when we try and separate them or you know uh the kind of material normal life to the spiritual life right. we can't we've got to embody them all and that's what i feel tarot does it brings you into acceptance of every part of yourself even the parts that you might not yeah. be that proud of you know, it asks you to own them. And when we do that, to me, that is when we reach enlightenment. When we are in our true authenticity, we're not trying to hide anything. You know, we're not governed by 
our old conditioning mm-hmm. and we can basically say you know this is me i am what i am and that mm-hmm. to me is true spirituality that's what we need to we need to embody uh mitch so that's beautiful. i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> it makes a lot of sense tanya so thank you yeah no thank and you I'm, so much i'm glad we finally got to do our episode Yes, no, that's that's absolutely great. And I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. You know, I mean, I don't think I've spoken that much about tarot, but, you know, I've, oh. I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Did you want to speak more about it? Or? No, I mean, just the, 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 one of the things I think, what, to explain it to people, so within tarot, there's 78 cards. Oh. And uh, the first 22 are kind of the major arcana, which are the important secrets. And these are what they say are fated um, kind of uh, road points within our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the minors, and a lot of people yeah. go, oh, I don't want to read the minors. You know, the minors aren't important because obviously the, the word minor are gone. I like minor secrets. It's like, yeah, they're throw away. But mm-hmm. to me, I see the major as kind of the skeleton and the minor or when you put the meat on the bones, you know, this is this is if you're cooking, it's the it's the garlic, it's the rosemary, it's these little bits yeah. that actually make that meal more sumptuous. And that is why I feel that the minor is actually sometimes more important than the major. So I try to describe it as the major is a year. You know, if you think about it as the months, but their months would be nothing if we didn't have the days and if we didn't have the hours and if we didn't have the minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's where the the minor comes in. And then, I mean, we have the cups, which is the fool is on his journey. But within that journey, he learns about his emotions. So his emotional journey is the cups. Mm-hmm. Um, his The ones are his passions and his, his ideas and his drive and ambition. And he learns about them within the journey of the ones. His swords are his thoughts and his intellect and the way he communicates. He has to learn about them. Mm. And then also the pentacles for his, you know, his security, his money, his finances. And he has to learn. So there is a story within a story within a story Mm. with it, you know, and that's what I feel is is beautiful within the tarot. Um, And just one last thing, which I, I, I just love this. I hope you like it. I have round about 60 decks. So um, they're all very different, you know, some beautiful, beautiful artists. And um, each deck speaks to me in a completely different way. So I have decks that I need to be tough when I listen to them because they're going to come down hard. There's no compassion. It's just they're going to be like the strict, like, school teacher for you. Uh, And then I have other ones that are very loving, like motherly, where they're like, okay, it's all right. You don't have to do this now. So each one, it's like I have all of these Mm -hmm. different friends and advisors who can can help guide me through life. And, uh, yeah, I feel very, very blessed to have that. But, yeah, I love the way each deck speaks to you different. Excellent. Well, 60, yeah. 60 sounds like a lot of decks, and it sounds like you, you, need, you need all of them. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they're not very good when I'm traveling around the world. And, like I say, I'm, uh, I'm ready for my next adventure. So <laughs> um, I will yeah. have to leave some of them in the U.K., I think. Well, thank you, Tanya. <laughs> no, thank you, Mitch. That's been absolutely wonderful. Hopefully, so nice to speak to you. Sorry about that. What did you say? And I said, hopefully, this this episode will inspire people to get readings and and and, and explore tarot. Yes, I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny. Just last week, um, I opened them back up again. You know, I, I I don't know whether, like I say, I haven't been reading for uh, for my work. You know, since the pandemic started, but. Just last week I'm doing that, but I'm teaching a lot now. I really feel that in the way the world is at this moment, there are a lot of people that are wanting to get in touch with themselves and just something higher. And their old world doesn't kind of make sense anymore. Their old routines and things. So um, people are looking for something else. They're looking for something else to believe in. And this is why I've opened my uh, teaching up to just the general public. Like I say, I've always taught teachers in the past, but I feel that tarot will be an essential tool as we go into uh, the future. And I believe everybody should be taught it in schools, you know? Oh, wow. (laughs)
That's excellent. Well, I hope I yeah. can see that. And so thank you, Tanya. Okay, thank you so much, Mitch. Thank you. It's been lovely to talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I don't like goodbyes, so I'll see you soon, folks. Thank you. Thank you.